welcome to the Daring Designers Club. If you're listening, you are now a member. And listening along to the podcast, you're going to hear all about running a successful, sustainable design business, which doesn't just keep your bank balance happy, but also makes you a happy business owner. We're going to talk portfolios, design process, pricing, clients, admin, marketing, and everything that goes into running a design business, as well as mixing in some interviews with design experts who've done it all before. I can't wait to help you with any topic you need a boost with. And if you want to hear more from me, head to at GattoWeb on Instagram or GattoWeb.com where you can find more resources for designers in the form of workshops, blog posts, ebooks, and more. Let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Today is a very exciting day because we have our first ever interview episode. This was definitely something I wanted to introduce into the podcast at some point, but I just wanted to make sure I could get guests with the right type of knowledge and to really help designers specifically in different areas. And I have some really exciting ones coming up. We'll definitely still be mainly focused on solo episodes and talking about different areas of running a design business, but hopefully these guest episodes can give a bit of extra wisdom in their expert topic. So today we're talking to Holly Price, who is a web developer specialising in WordPress, and she's also someone I have collaborated with many times on some amazing WordPress projects. Alongside that, she's also my business partner for our joint venture, Snug Designs, where we create website templates for business owners. And she is, of course, a good friend. I can't miss that bit out. I wanted to get Holly to talk on the podcast about how to work with a developer on a website project. I know we have a lot of designer listeners who focus mostly on branding who maybe want a way to also create websites for clients. Um, But also, as with my case, sometimes you just want to pass over a big task to someone who you know will do an amazing job and probably much quicker than you can as well. Again, that was my case when I started working with Holly. My experience of working with a developer has been huge for my business. I've managed to take on much bigger and more complex projects than I would have done before. And I've also built amazing trust with my client base because my designs can also be built perfectly to fit their business. So Holly has been waiting patiently whilst I ramble on with my intro. So let's get her onto the podcast now. Hello, Holly. Hello. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Thanks so much for joining me. No worries. So I thought we could start if you want to tell me a little bit about how you started collaborating with other designers to create full website projects for their clients. Yeah, so I started working as a web developer five and a half years ago, and I worked for a company um, specialising in directory websites for tourism boards. And In that role, I was solely a developer and I worked with a designer and the designer would provide the designs and I'd turn them into fully functioning websites. And I really liked that type, that way of working, mainly because I can't design at all. And so it's really nice to have someone else to provide the designs to give me something to work with. And I love doing that in my job. I didn't love working in a corporate role. 
So I knew that when I went self-employed that I wanted to continue working with designers in that capacity. And so I mainly started off doing support work and I started working with clients, just handling all sorts of support tasks with WordPress websites. And eventually I started to convince them to let me take over the full development of websites. And yeah, it just took off from there, really. Yeah, that's great. And so we've been working together now for, is it two or three years? Two, two and a half, maybe. Yeah, summer of 2018, I think. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, two and a half years. Um, And in that time, like I said, we've worked on some really amazing um, bigger projects. Um, And I know you also work with a few other more regular um, design designer clients as well. Um, But do you also work on sort of one-off projects or are there developers who work on one-offs with designers or do you mostly have to have a sort of relationship like we have? I think it definitely works better if there's a long-term relationship, but I do work one-off with designers as well. Um, I think the reason that a long-term relationship works is because we start to understand each each other better over time and it just makes the job so much easier and also more fun. Yeah, I totally agree. I think, well, obviously, like I said, we're friends now as well. (laughs) I think (laughs) I sort of like forced you to be my friend because we've just worked together for so long. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) um, yeah, no, I I agree. It's nice to have that relationship with someone who you can kind of have as a member of your team. You know, I kind of see you as part of the, the Gatto team now, even though we only really collaborate on those specific WordPress projects. Um, Obviously, there's then a long-term relationship in terms of helping those people who we've worked on projects with in the future as well. Yeah, so um, we have a lot of clients who like to come back to us over time. You know, their websites, their businesses and the websites need to expand over time and we can provide extra support to them as they grow. Yeah, exactly. Definitely more of a longer term thing. Um, And so with that in mind, would you say it's quite important to be collaborating with someone you get on quite well with? Yeah, I definitely think you've got to have a good relationship. I feel like the clients I work with best are the ones that they almost feel like friends and I can be very honest with them. And I think honesty is really important in the development process because there are things that sometimes we can't do and there are things that maybe I would suggest that we don't do you know sometimes I get given designs and I think that's really bad for SEO or that's going to be really difficult for a client to update themselves um so having a good relationship with a client means I can be honest and say look maybe we can tweak this and um it makes life a lot easier yeah 100% I think also and on the other side the the trust definitely has to be there from the designer because I know there's lots of times when we've collaborated on projects and I'll maybe send something over and you say oh this will either be quite difficult to do or um it won't be easy for the client to edit you know there's sometimes a few different reasons why something might not work out and I think it's very much up to me then to completely trust your judgment and work on something different so would you say it's having a good relationship and then having that trust as well that are the two key things Yeah, definitely. Trust is so important. I've heard horror stories from people who've hired developers and they've given them a design and they've just kind of used it and like 
not copied it as it should be they've just kind of done their own interpretation of it and it ends up looking a mess and there's no communication there like you probably know I ask a lot of questions when we start a project and throughout it but it's only because I want to get the best results and yeah it's just so important to to trust who you're working with and know that they can take your work and do a good job because there's a client on the end of that as well it feels like when I work with you I feel like I'm a part of your business and I'm I want to do my best to make you look good as well yeah 100% no and and I definitely feel that working with you and I, I know what you mean I think um it also as designers I think we know how it feels when we're working with someone who doesn't trust us and doesn't trust our judgment um because we we often have to ask that from our clients as well you know if we think something's going to work better um maybe for their branding or something like that we kind of ask for that level of trust from them that they can uh believe that what we are suggesting is the right way forward and I guess that's exactly the same with working with a developer you know you know exactly what it is you're working on you know what would um, work best in lots of different ways not just as something to use but I know we also focus a lot on how easy things are to like edit and move forward for the client as well Um, yeah so I think those those three things actually that we've mentioned there are probably really key points for working with a developer is that you need that positive relationship, the trust, and then good communication as well. Yeah, and I think development can be very confusing. It's one of those areas that people don't know a lot about, so they have to put a lot of trust in their developer. It's a bit like when I go to the, like, if there's a problem with my car and I take it to the garage, I don't know anything about cars. I have to put all my faith in them to tell me that, (laughs) you know, that what's wrong with my car is true and they give me an honest price. And I've realised that it's the same with developers as a lot of people don't realise what our job entails so it does it is all built on trust and honesty yeah yeah 100 percent. and so why do you think it's a benefit for designers to work with you or any developer on their website projects um so just uh, before you sort of make some points there I think for me um I have to just make a point that it was definitely a sort of time element at you know when we started working together I was overloaded with projects um and needed to save a lot of time there but it was also although I did have some I wouldn't say like development experience but I could build websites um obviously not as good as you (laughs) um but I knew there were certain things that I could try to do and would take me hours and hours or even days to figure out whereas passing it over to you you could do it really quickly and a lot better as well um and it also meant that I could take on more projects and doing the bit that I really love to do which is the design side of things um so what else do you think are the benefits for designers to collaborate with a developer yeah well time is definitely one of them um a lot of designers can probably relate to this but they've probably spent a lot of time on google trying to figure out solutions to what seem like uh, really small issues and you know they can be on google for days trying to figure it out so handing over your work to a developer we can just do things a lot quicker because we have the knowledge to do that and we have processes in place Another good reason to work with a developer is if you feel like your lack of coding knowledge and your lack of uh, knowledge around building websites is holding you back in your job, because if you want to design something and you feel like you can't actually turn that into a fully functioning website, you're probably not going to design and you're going to limit your design skills. Uh, Yeah, I think what you're saying is it's 
it's really difficult and I can say this from experience when you get an inquiry into your inbox and you read through and the project looks absolutely amazing and it's like a dream client and something you'd really love to work on but you know for a fact that you wouldn't be able to um, build the website or do justice to the project because you don't necessarily have those coding skills or there's certain functions that they want um, within the website that you wouldn't you know you wouldn't be able to do so I think you're restricting yourself less by passing that over to a developer who could create those things and make them a reality. Yeah, I always say it, I kind of lift the limits of your design um, abilities so you can design whatever you want pretty much and I can make it happen. That's so true. I think that is definitely one of the main reasons I love working with you is because I, there are so many times I think you, <laughs> I'm not sure if you'll agree that these are good times, but when I'll say, oh, I this would be really cool if we could do this thing and you know you kind of then go hmm you know I'll see if that's possible (laughs) and then go off for a bit and then we generally always come up with a solution um that works really well for the client you know I can think of a few things we've done like completely custom shop functions for um influencers or bloggers uh directories that we've worked on a bit more recently as well like I, I always feel at ease that I can suggest things to you and we'll come up with maybe not exactly that thing but something that that fits for the client. Yeah and I think that's one of my favourite things about my job is when like you come to me and you'll have this idea and maybe it's not something we've set up before and it really pushes me out of my comfort zone and I love being challenged in that way Um, and also because we can do the more complex things we can provide a high level of service and you can actually charge more because you can do more things. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, especially if you have no website experience. So obviously, like I said, there are a lot of people who maybe focus on branding um, and want to bring websites into their uh, services. And I know a lot of people maybe go to working on Squarespace or using uh, like a page builder or something. Don't worry, Holly, I won't get into page builders with you. Um, <laughs> no, that's a touchy subject. Um, but actually, if you pass that over to someone else, not only do you not have to worry about that bit, you can focus on the design, but you can, like you say, offer a more premium service than what you might have offered on Squarespace or a page builder. And again, nothing against those things, but you know, you can push the limits on what you can offer and then charge a more premium price. Yeah, definitely. And so on that topic, I think maybe something that people would be curious about is cost and investment and, you know, how how you would price working with a developer into your projects. Um, obviously, this isn't really the side that you have to worry about too much. Um, but what sort of advice would you give people who are a bit concerned about that side of things? I would advise that if you are thinking about working with a developer who will take on the entire project and develop it for you, I would get in touch with a developer beforehand, before you start on a project or if if it's in the very early stages of the project and just get an idea of how much it will cost so you can build that into the cost of the entire project. No, exactly. Yeah, that sounds great. And I think that's the hard bit, isn't it? Is if you were to quote for a project and send off pricing, maybe based on like your usual pricing and then realise that you wanted to work with the developer then that makes it a lot harder a process because you then probably have to eat into your own um, profits or you know money that you're getting from that project. Whereas actually, if you plan that before, you can actually 
get a package price and then include that whole thing into the price for your client because at the end of the day it's them that's benefited isn't it from the work that you'll be doing yeah Okay, great. Um, So the next thing I just wanted to ask was some tips for designers who are collaborating with a developer to help make the projects run a bit smoother. Um, I think we've had to probably figure this out bit by bit. Um, One of my, I have this huge complex that I have to be a really good client anyway. Um, Don't feel like you have to agree with that. But um, I always try to be someone who's really easy to work with. But I think there are probably a lot of things that we've figured out that work better than other things. Um, What tips would you give to designers who want to collaborate with a developer? I mean, I think it starts with finding the right developer in the first place for the job. um, Because... The problem is there's a lot of people who call themselves developers who aren't actually developers. <laughs> um, so when you're looking for a developer, make sure you actually get a developer, not just someone who is going to use page builders for the entire project because you know you might as well do it yourself. Um, but make sure you ask for recommendations from other people. If you find a developer's website, have a look through their testimonials and have a good look through their portfolio as well and make sure the type of work they do is it aligns with your work. Um, So for example, some developers do like really fancy websites that are like super complex, but like they're terrible for SEO and the client can't change anything because it's all hard coded. Whereas I like to build websites that um, give the client a lot of control. They can change everything themselves without giving them too much control as well that they'll break it. And yeah, have a look through their portfolio because It's all good and well having screenshots of websites, but you want to actually see what that website, how it functions, because that's why you're hiring a developer. Um, And also take a look at like their process and approach. And like I mentioned, you want someone who is actually knows how to code and isn't just going to use page builders for the entire thing. Um, So have a look at how they approach their builds. Yeah, 100%. That's a good, um, I was actually going to ask you (laughs) about finding a developer. So you've already answered that one there. Um, (laughs) But I think that's a really good point is it's not just about finding someone who you work well with. I think it's about making sure that that person is also going to fit into your business and your values for the work that you do. So, um, So you mentioned there about you know, the fact that we work really hard to make sure our websites are really easy to edit for clients. And that for me is a really important point. I know it is for you as well. Um, Because it, I mean, it cuts down on our work afterwards, but also it makes it a much better investment for the client because they're actually paying for something they can use in the future. I know that that maybe isn't a priority for some people. You know, it could be that the clients that you work with would prefer to pass all the control over to you and maybe you would get a retainer out of that or something. I think it's about finding the right values that fit together and making sure that you work as a pair. And then I guess also it would be things, if we're thinking of like the technical side, you know, what platform you want to work on, um, what else would you think about? Or maybe... Yeah, platform is a big one as well because... Um, web developers tend to specialize like I specialize in WordPress so you wouldn't come to me for like uh, a Joomla website for example Um, so make sure that you find a developer who's not just like a jack of all trades that they actually specialize in the platform that you want to build on yeah 100% and 
I think it's worth saying that when you do find a specialist in a certain platform or a certain area, the chances are you are going to be paying more for that than someone who maybe works with a page builder or doesn't make things function as well. But I think the whole point is, again, you're passing that cost onto your clients, but it's also passing that value onto your clients as well. You know, they will end up with something that they can use a lot better. Um, And it's definitely something that you can discuss with your clients you know you can say we could work on it this way with it just being me the designer um or if you want something a bit more technical that's going to suit all of your needs then we can get a developer involved as well yeah definitely and it's all about empowering the client as well because clients they want to change their websites and change images and change content like that they don't want to feel dependent on someone else um so it's important to take that into consideration Yeah, 100%. I also just want to make a quick note here. Something that's popped into my head is it's also good to find a developer who is willing to be part of your project and sort of take a bit of a lead from you as well because uh, not not in too much of a way, like you don't want to be (laughs) super bossy. Um, (laughs) But I know, for example, some clients that I've worked with in the past have worked with developers who take complete control over the project and they can be very defensive about passing it over to someone new you know Holly you know we've had uh, experience with people we find it very difficult to get websites for our clients back off these previous developers Um, so I think it's also maybe a personality thing you know have a chat with people see how they work you know how much control they're willing to pass over I do find that really important because I think there are a lot of, especially if you were to Google web developer, uh, like in a specific area or something, generally it's these companies that pop up that are sort of hosting companies or development support companies that generally prefer to have full control over things. Um, Whereas I feel like when we've finished a project, you are around for support, but I think we still pass everything over to our clients and give them the control. Yeah, I think it's so important for clients to have control. I've I've worked with clients who have no control over anything. They don't even own their domain. And that's a really scary thing because you're putting your website in someone else's hands and um, they, they've got full control over absolutely everything. Whereas when I work with clients, I like them to know where the domain's registered, where the website's hosted, and they can have control over that. I know it can seem a bit scary for clients to be in charge of their own hosting, but we're here to help them if they need. And the hosting companies, if you choose a decent one, um, they've got great support. But it is so important to take ownership of your own website. I just, there's nothing worse than putting it into someone else's hands because you know, they could disappear off the planet <laughs> one day. Yeah. And then how are you going to access your website or renew your hosting? It's it's really scary. Yeah, yeah, it definitely can be. Especially like a website is, again, if you are um, designing something from scratch and working with a developer, it is such a big investment for your clients. And I think it's a case of making sure that they get what they're investing back. And it's not a case of making their life difficult from there. Um, and I also, again, think that is a huge benefit with working with a developer because you can pass over that control and also give them a really good idea of how to use their website and you know giving them the technical support they need because it could be that you just work on their branding and then you have to pass their website over to one of these developers and unfortunately it's 
you know, not like general developers, but you know, the ones that want total <laughs> control. And you end up having a project that probably ends up not being as, um, let's say, positive as it mm. could be, because although they might love the branding you've worked on, they, ha- they have difficulties with their web company. And, you know, that's something else that you probably have to take some responsibility for if, if you're going to collaborate with someone. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so we've had some tips there for how to collaborate best with a developer. Um, What about some mistakes that designers can make when collaborating uh, with a developer? I think one of the biggest mistakes designers can make is not understanding how that developer works and their process. So every developer works differently. And when someone comes to work with me, I actually have created a sort of ebook that I like to call Designing for WordPress. And it's basically my sort of guidelines for designing a WordPress website that I can build. And I talk about all sorts of things like designing for scale, um, what file formats I will accept. So for example, I will accept Photoshop, Illustrator files and Adobe XD but some people will send Word documents or PDFs, which are absolutely useless to me. Um, things like designing for scale, because um, when I build a website, I may, I design to scale. So if something is a thousand pixels wide, it will be a thousand pixels on the website. Um, and a lot of people get that wrong. And then, you know, they've got paragraph text that's like size 40 pixels and it's just huge and it looks all to pot. So it's important to make sure you are designing for scale. I also talk about things like providing mobile or responsive designs because people always forget about that. I can adapt a website quite well from a desktop design to a mobile, but if you want something more specific, you need to provide that. I also talk about like in my ebook is uh, features and functionality. So I can tell a lot from a design, but there's certain things that I can't tell from a design alone. So if there's like hover effects, if there's slideshows, if there's animations, if you've got tabs things like that um so it's really important for designers to provide me with those details as well um i also talk about things like fonts typography images content color guides all sorts of things like that um and there's also a checklist in it to make sure that the designer provides everything that i need so yeah that is a mistake that a lot of designers make is they don't give us everything that we need and I hope that I can make that a bit easier with my designing for WordPress guide so that people know exactly what I need from them. Yeah great I mean again I think that's great that that's something you provide um, for designers but if that's not something you've been given by a developer which I think to be honest that's something that's probably going above and beyond from your end which is amazing but it might not be something that you get but those tips are all amazing and that you it's it's basically thinking about it as a website isn't it and how it's going to be in the end and trying to pass over as much information as possible um because I can only say from experience that the things that will be left out are the things that you don't add into the design and if if it it's going to save you time by adding those in the first place or even just by using a really great program that's going to help you showcase those things you know like you said you don't want to be creating a pdf that's tricky for your developer to kind of translate if you use something like adobe xd which is a like wireframe mock-up program um that's only going to make your own job easier as a designer and then you're passing on that ease to the developer as well so yeah i agree i think it's all about 
trying to be a bit intuitive with the way that your developers go in to see the design because the, unfortunately <laughs> they can't get into your head. Yeah. Um, I think that is something that we would really benefit from if we could have some sort of psychic connection um which I do actually think we've probably built over the years <laughs> in some forms um but yeah it's definitely a case of just being as thorough as possible um and also I think it's important to ask questions because you know one thing that is great about working with someone who has skills that you don't is that they can take over those bits And I think unless you ask the questions, you know, can you do this? Is this something that's possible? Um, You know, how does this sort of thing work? The more you can actually understand the developer side of the project, the more you can create designs which are going to work for development and the more you can experiment, I think, as well. Yeah, definitely. I think a designer has almost got to get into a developer's head in the same way a developer has got to get into a designer's head. Yeah, 100%. Again, it is a bit like that psychic connection, isn't it? Um, Trying to read each other's minds. And it does take time. Like, don't expect your first project to be perfect with a developer. Um, It will take time. Yeah. And again, I think that's why it's important to work with someone who you do get on with and maybe has a bit more patience or like communication as well, because it can be really easy, I think, to get frustrated when you're not necessarily on the same page. But I think if you can both have a, a level head and work through things together, especially if it's like one of your first projects, mm. um, then generally you can work out any cracks, you can work through any problems you have. And again, the, the more projects you work on, the more you'll get to understand how each other works and have have it working better each time. Yeah. And one thing I really like to do if I'm working with someone for the first time is I like to hop on a call with them and actually run through the design, so share screens, and it'll give me an opportunity to say, you know, pick up any problems and say, what does this mean? Or how would you like this to work? And I hope that that also builds the designer's confidence in me that I know what I'm talking about, and I'm not just going to take it off and not speak to them for three weeks while I build it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And that's actually a good point. Um, Something I was going to ask In terms of the projects that you work on, the client projects for the designer, how involved do you like to be in the project? You know, do you like to be brought into the communication with the client or is it something that you would prefer to be sort of left out of and and do developers sort of work in a different way when it comes to that? I mean, I've done both. I've been involved with the client and and I've been behind the scenes and not speak to the client at all. Um, there are benefits of being able to speak to the client. Sometimes you have to explain things to them from a development point of view. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm happy to do either way. Yeah, I mean, very easy to work with, aren't you? <laughs> I, would I like assume... to try and be flexible. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, and I think you would probably get, again, that's maybe something to look out for when you are working, trying to find um, a developer to work with, um, you know, how involved they do like to be in projects compared to how much control you would like to give them. Um, It could be that you don't have the trust in someone else to communicate with your clients or that's something you would prefer to have the control over, um, in which case make sure that's something you're looking into when you're trying to find someone to work with. Because I think that's actually really important is how much control do you want over the, the project compared to bringing a developer in to answer questions or send over their own um, drafts and things like that. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, well, I think um, we've probably 
got a lot of knowledge there for people to start working with developers themselves and I really hope this has sort of empowered people to think about the way that they can collaborate with developers and maybe expand their own services or you know work on bigger projects you know like I said some of the projects that me and Holly have worked on over the past few years have been projects that I definitely would not have been able to take on on my own and that in itself has been something that's really helped me scale my business over the years so I hope that's something that is going to help and before we finish up the episode is there anything if you had one piece of advice for a designer who has never worked with a developer before and would love to to start doing so um what piece of advice would you give them I would say just make sure that you find the right developer for you and for the job um because if you get the right person straight away it is going to make your life a lot easier. Um, so make sure you do your research and have a look at their portfolio, have a look at their testimonials, ask around for um, for recommendations. And yeah, just if you can get the right developer, that will make the job so much easier. Yeah, I totally agree. I think, again, that's something that I can definitely uh, back up because that is something that that I have done you know I managed to find the perfect person to work with again don't want to gush too soon <laughs> at the end of the episode get you all embarrassed um but yeah no the the fact that we work together so well has been a huge asset to my business and it re- it, it might take time I think that's something that's worth pointing out it could be that you don't find the right person straight away or you know it just takes a while for you to find the person that fits all of the or ticks all the boxes but there's always going to be someone there who works in a similar way to you so keep looking and I think make sure that you, like Holly said, ask for testimonials, look at portfolios and make sure that you're jumping into a project with the right person before you start making investments and agreeing to things with with clients as well. Oh, well, thank you so much, Holly, for joining me. And again, I hope we've um, maybe made it a little bit clearer, you know, how people can collaborate with a developer and made that a slightly less scary prospect for some designers but thank you so much for joining me and I think it's worth saying that we are also recording another episode so that might be a little bonus for people um but yeah have a look out for that one as well and thanks again Holly for joining me thank you so much for having me it was an honor to be your first guest on this podcast Well, thank you so much. Yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed the first guest episode. There'll be more coming soon. Um, So have a look out for those with lots of different topics. So if this one wasn't something that was relevant for you, if you're already a web designer or do your own development, have a look out for the other guest episodes, which will have different experts and different topics for you to listen to.